How many of you are here for the first time? We've got, I think, several visitors here. If you're here for the first time, wave at me. This whole group, give them a big hand. It's good to have you guys here. Who else we got? It's right over here. What's your name? Rachel? Give Rachel a big hand. Good to have you here, Rachel. Anybody else that we missed? Anybody else? I can't see everything, but anyone else? First time? Good to have all of you here. Let's give all of our first-timers a, a big hand one more time. Good to have you guys here. Excellent. Okay, how many of you have ever been on an elevator? Elevator. Elevator. All right. How many of you have ever had a bad experience on an elevator? Pugsley, come here. Talk to me. Bad experience on the elevator. Where'd the microphone go? Here it is. I need this microphone. <laughs> Pugsley, this is not puberty. Pugsley's voice is kind of raspy. So okay. tell us about your bad experience you had on the elevator. Okay. Um, at <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be fun. Okay, um, at John uh, Peter Smith Hospital, going up 10 floors, I kept on getting sick every time. So like the, I think the third or fourth time going up and down the elevator, um, I came like, this guy walks in and I came like this close to just puking all over the floor. I was so sick. Was it the motion of the whole deal? Yeah, or it just was giving me a headache every time I'd go up and down the elevator. So you didn't <laughs> baptize him with... No. But you made it, okay? So you did make it. Thank you, Pugsley. That would have been bad, you know? You, you don't want to, you know, it's like the first time you meet someone on an elevator, you don't want to puke on them. Hi, what's your name? Blah, Ralph. <laughs> oh, anyway. Okay, you get on the elevator, all right? You step on there. Have you ever noticed on elevators that nobody looks at each other? Have you ever noticed that? You get on the elevator. You don't, you don't make eye contact with anybody on an elevator. Well, maybe you guys do. Do you guys make eye contact? And they don't look back. Yeah, see, that's the thing. You give them hugs? That's pretty obnoxious. Hey, how you doing? Oh, you're not, you're, you're not related to me. All right. You get on the elevator, all right? Let's say you're first getting on. You're on the first floor. You get on the elevator. The doors close. What do you do? Jump? Why the heck would you jump? What do you do? What do you do? You're on the elevator. Travis, what do you do? You worked in a hotel. You had elevators. What do you do? This is not a trick question. Push the button. Look at someone and say, push the button. Okay, now, now. Does it matter which button you push? Why? What? depending on where you want to go, right? For instance, if you want to go to the third floor, which button do you push? You guys are four. <laughs> Let's pray for this girl over here. <laughs> little exercising. Yeah, yeah. So you do the stairs. You push the button of the floor that you want to go to, all right? If you don't push the button of the floor that you want to go to, what happens? You don't go to that floor. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Jesus is talking. He says, ask and it will. Everyone say, it will. 
Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. What man among you is there who, if his son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? God wants you to ask, okay? God's a provider. God can do anything. There's nothing hard for God to do. God can heal your body. He can meet your needs. He can take care of any problem that you ever face. If, if you're depressed, if you're lonely, if uh, you know, you're going through a real tough situation, there's a lot of pressure all around you. God is the one who can take care of that situation for you. Now, some of you might be asking, well, why doesn't he? You have to push the button of where you want to go. Otherwise, you won't go anywhere. Now, it's really almost kind of silly that Jesus has to come to the earth, show up uh, to a group of people, and say something as simple as, ask. I mean, you think that that'd be automatic. You know, we just automatically figure that out. But God wants you to ask him. Say, God answers prayer. But you have to be someone who prays in order to get answers to the prayer. If there's no prayer, there's not going to be any answer. And you might go, well, you know, God knows what I need. Well, if God wants to, he'll take care of it. Well, if it's God's will, he'll help. Well, if it's God's will, you know, if it's God's desire, yeah, he'll do it. No, 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 no. Jesus said to you, you got to ask me. There's a movie called uh, a Few Good Men. It's got Tom Cruise. It's got Jack Nicholson in it. In that movie, it's got a scene where Tom Cruise is, is just grilling this guy down at, uh, you know, by Cuba, uh, who's Jack Nicholson is, pl is playing the part. And Jack Nicholson, I mean, he's just so good. He's in there, and he's going, I ain't breakfast 3,000 yards from 30 million Cubans who want to kill me for breakfast. You know, and he's just doing all of this kind of stuff. And uh, Tom Cruise gets up, and on his way out, you know, they're wrapping it up. It's a little tense, and he goes, uh, by the way, I need those, you know, uh, transfer orders that you gave for this guy who was murdered in this investigation. Uh, we need the transfer orders. And Jack Nicholson stops him. He says, I'll, I'll give you the transfer orders. I'll, I'll give you anything you want because I want to cooperate with you. And you do believe that I want to cooperate with you, right? He goes, yeah, I believe you want to cooperate. But you have to ask me nicely. And he's like, pardon me? You have to ask me nicely. He says like three or four times. You're like, oh, my God, what's the deal with this guy, you know? And it's so serious. And it's all just, ugh, it just gets under your skin. It's just kind of weirded out, you know? And it's just kind of strange. It's like, what is this guy? I mean, he's in charge of all these troops. They're protecting America from, you know, Russian missiles that are in Cuba and all of this stuff. But he says, I deserve a little bit of respect. That was the whole point of the thing because of his position, because of the role that he played in protecting our country. So he says, I, I at least deserve that much respect. Well, boil this down to God's position in your life. He deserves at least that much respect. 
that if you have a need, if you have a problem, if you have a question, if there's something going on in your life, he's wanting a relationship with you. And he wants you to ask. How many of you have ever gone over to your friend's house uh, in order to get them because you're going to go do something? What did you do? You walked up to the door and... Why'd you do that? So they'd come to the door. Have you ever knocked on a door and nobody came? Was that frustrating? No, what would happen if you went over to your friend's house, knocked, nobody came, so you left. Went later, knocked, nobody came, so you left. And your experience was over a period of time that every time you came and knocked, nobody was there. Eventually, what would you do? Call them. <laughs> Use the phone. <laughs> That's good. Some people... Yes, i got one, one other verse that I want to look at because this, this is just important. This is in James chapter 1 and verse 5. And it says this, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Now the Bible has this real specific language. It will. It shall. See? Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. If you need wisdom, ask of God and he will give it to you. He didn't say maybe. He said he will. Okay? Now what happens sometimes is you ask dumb stuff. You know? You know, you're in fifth grade and you go, God, if you'll make that girl my girlfriend, I'll serve you forever. And she doesn't become your girlfriend. You can't figure out why and you get mad at God. Or, you know, you ask God for a nuclear missile for your birthday. And you don't get one. And so you get all frustrated and mad at God because he doesn't let you blow yourself up. You see what I'm saying? I mean, there's some stuff that just, that's just dumb. Okay? You say, well, does that mean that God doesn't answer some prayers? Well, look, you need wisdom in order to pray correctly because God knows what's best for you. And when you go to God, wisdom is God's way of thinking about a situation. And when you go and you're going to be asking for something, you say, God, help me to think the way you think about this situation because I want your best. I want this thing to work. And I want to see my prayers answered because God answers prayer. He wants to answer your prayer. He wants to meet your need. He wants to solve your problem. He wants to take care of the situation. But here's where it starts, really, is you need to ask for wisdom. Okay? Now, I was 17 years old. I had a yellow Volkswagen Fastback. It wasn't a bug. It wasn't a little Volkswagen station wagon. It was a cross between the two. It was the station wagon with a fastback. It wasn't squared off at the back. It just kind of sloped down. It was a really nice little hatchback thing. It was a neat little car. It was yellow, bright yellow. had green shag carpet in it. And for, uh, for my shift, it had the, I think it was the number two ball, pool ball, is, is yellow. Yeah, that was my shifter. It was yellow. This, this was 1974, yeah, all right? That's a year. That was my shifter. Okay, now, uh, my senior year of high school sucked. I mean, it was just, it was bad, all right? I started my senior year of high school, my mom announcing the separation and divorce, all right? Not a good way to start off. Then I found out my girlfriend was cheating on me. That wasn't fun either, okay? Uh, 
my older brother, who was really a real strong support and someone who I looked up to, left to go to Bible school. But he left, and he started praying for me. And God started working some things in my life. Toward the end of that school year, and God had been really touching, you know, my heart and changing my thinking and doing some stuff in my life. And so I had an opportunity. My brother invited me to come down and visit him at, at Bible school at Christ for the Nations here in Dallas. That's how I ended up here. Uh, he invited me to come down and visit him. And so, you know, God had been doing this in my life. I'd started reading the Bible. I wasn't saved, but I'd started reading the Bible because I wanted to know more about God. And so I had that opportunity. Uh, I was either going to stay in Michigan and become a lifeguard and work at a pool that summer of 1974, or I was going to head down to Texas. And I needed some money to do that, so the best way to do that was to sell my car so I could, you know, get the trip down to Texas and, and work that out. So you know what I did? I pushed the button. I talked to God. I didn't know how to hear from God. I'd never felt anything from God uh, that I could remember, that I knew about. But I talked to him. I just threw the words out there. I said, God, if you want me to go to Texas, then help me sell my car. If you want me to stay here, then help me get a job as a lifeguard. I looked at several different places, applied for jobs. Nothing was opening up. Nothing was working out. So I put a for sale sign in my car. Within a couple of days, it was sold. And I had the money in hand. What was that? That was the button. I pushed the button. I, I asked God, I said, give me wisdom. I want to think about this how you want me to think about it. It wasn't like, God, give me a lifeguard job. God, give me a lifeguard job. God, give me a lifeguard job. You know what? I'd still be looking for a job. But what did I do? I asked, and I gave God the opportunity to give me his thoughts, his thinking, his way to look at the thing, see? I didn't lock him into this little situation and say, God, you better do this. I said, God, show me what to do. If you want me to do this, then, hey, you know, let me know. If you want me to do that, then, hey, open up that door and make that thing happen. And you know what? He did, and I knew what to do and what direction to go. See? Whenever you try to lock God into something, God is so huge, he can't fit into your little box. See? So we need to be able to think right in order to be able to ask him correctly on situations, okay? So that's what we're going to do tonight. See? God wants to answer your prayer. But if your thoughts are going that way, see, the wrong way, he, his hands are tied. He can't answer your prayer. See, you, you got to do this one little simple thing. You got to ask for wisdom, and he'll give it to you, and he'll begin showing you the direction to go. And then you'll begin to be able to grasp all the things that he has for you. See, so we're going to do that. Stand up right now. Just put your hand on your heart, okay? I want you to do this. We're going to pray this prayer together. You just pray this with me. You know, some of you, you might know the Lord. Some of you, you might just be getting started off in the Lord. But either way, we need to begin to align ourselves with the things that God has for us. Pray this prayer with me. Say, God, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to give me your wisdom. Show me how to think. Show me how to feel about my life, my steps, my future, the things around me. Give me your direction. I receive it right now. Your word says that you give it to me because I asked for it. 
I ask you to meet my needs. I ask you to bless my life. I ask you to give me wisdom in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for doing it in Jesus' name. Now, think about for just a second, what do you need? Okay? Think about for just a second, what do you want in life? All of those things, God wants to bring them to pass in your life. But he wants to bring them to pass in your life his way, not your way. Now, maybe you're thinking, I need a million dollars. And I need it by Tuesday or Vinny is going to come and break my fingers. God wants to help you in whatever situation that you're in. Okay? And he said he will. You say, well, how am I? Sometimes we get stuck. How am I going to get a million dollars? How am I going to get a million? Well, maybe Vinny will get saved and forgive you the debt. You see what I'm saying? God has ways of taking care of stuff that you hadn't even thought about. So whatever it is, you need to begin getting excited about the answer coming to pass. God bringing you the answer. Amen? I want you to say this. Say, God answers my prayer. I ask, I seek, I knock, I begin to think like God thinks. And it all comes together. Thank you, God. I expect it to happen in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. Give the Lord a big shout. Spencer and Cindy Nordyke, Reaching Nations and Generations. For more information, visit nordikeministries.com.